Hey friends, this is Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous, where we discuss pop culture through the lens of race or gender, and sometimes both. I'm your host, Julia Washington, and on today's show, we are discussing Freaky Friday. There are two Freaky Fridays worth mentioning. The first one was released in 19... Well, listen, Google said 1976, but all the reviews said 1977, so I don't know what's happening there. And it stars Jodie Foster and Barbara Harris. The second was released in 2003 and stars Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis. But before we get into it, let me introduce you to my guest. Chris DeRosa is the co-host of the only podcast I never miss fixing famous people. He and Dominic Pupa take on one celebrity each week with a guest and decide which celebrity is in need of fixing. It's hilarious. And it is literally, truly, excuse me, literally. Thank you. <laughs> truly the only way you should start your Wednesday. And when I say I've never missed an episode, it's out of the 47 podcasts I subscribe to. It's the only one that's always like up to date, no new to listen to. <laughs> Welcome that's to the show, Chris. As someone who listens to that many podcasts as well, that is an absolute honor. Thank you so much. <laughs> like, like I know, like I know in my mind what mine are of that. And I'm like, if that's what yours, if mine is to you, that's be, I'm like humbled and I love you. It is, it is truly like, I'll be out front watering my lawn because my sprinklers are broken because life's hard. And I'm just laughing. And the poor people that walk by think I'm probably the crazy like neighbor. Like out of your, out of uh -huh. your mind. Yeah. There's yeah, like laughing I'm at, yeah. Yeah, because I've got my crazy hair. I'm in my overalls. I'm in like, I don't know, they could be classified as shoes. They just are what I'm, you know, I'm comfortable with getting wet if I'm, you know, watering the lawn. So definitely that neighbor because I'm like, oh, my God, Dominic is so funny. Oh, my God, Chris, you're so right. It's Well, it's Dominic, my co-host Dominic Pupa is like a truly a cartoon character of a human being, like in general, like everyone that meets him in person now after listening to the podcast is like, is Dominic a real person? And I'm like, I don't <laughs> think so. He's the funniest person I know. And so it's like it and it's very we have so much fun. It and is like the best podcast. You've been a guest um, fixing Rachel Dolezal, which yeah. was <laughs> a heavy lift. <laughs> and I'm not uh, sure. I'm not sure we were successful. I don't Girl think we were at all. Help. We She's weren't at all. But it's sometimes you, sometimes you are and sometimes you're not. You know what yeah, I mean? It's, yeah. it's like everything can't be fixed. So also true but you guys together is like really a delight and I think I told you this like your dynamic is so fun sometimes you listen to shows that have a co-host situation and you're just like okay do that like this feels like an act but yeah, with the yeah. two of you it doesn't it like you really do feel the friendship coming through the airwaves and I love that well it's funny because it's like we don't we didn't really know each other that well before doing the podcast like we did know each other but we yeah. were not best friends like we oh. joke about basically like we've been in a room together like 10 times before and then started doing this and I said, and now, like, other than my boyfriend and your husband, like, you're the, like, you're the person I talk to the most. And he's like, same, like, other than my husband that I've been married to for 12 years, like, I, you're the person that I speak to the most about every single day. Oh, I kind of love that, though. Right? You guys are so cute. I mean, not like cute in the condescending way. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know what you mean. It's okay, funny. Thank no, you. but no, it's, it's, thank you for the kind words. And like, you, as you know, the door's open, come back. The minute you have another person to fix, let's do it. I'm ready. It's so hard. It's like, it is hard. It's like, who, who? And there's so many. There's like, so many. There's too many. Like, there's too many people. And like, people come to us all the time and they're like, what about this person? And I'm like, I don't even know if I have the mental capacity to like talk about 
this person yet. You know what I mean? It's like there's some people are throwing out big names and I'm like, I don't know if we can cover that in one episode, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. I did love your succession episode. I thought that was really good. And then I loved the Ellen DeGeneres episode. Everyone's loving the Ellen episode. I yeah. and I I knew that it would be one that would be an easy one to do since it was such a public like downfall for her. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. people are people were really liking us like going through her career I mm-hmm. feel and although it's like w- not one of the sillier episodes like I always like I always want me and Dominic to be like snorting laughing yeah. and but I I feel less pressure to have that be every episode because people have been like Ellen was more of like a, a three people that are really into television talking mm-hmm. about television mm-hmm. and people really responded well to that and so we're really like it doesn't have to be me and Dominic doing like a the three ring circus every episode you know right and i really also liked your charles and camilla one like that one was yes. like with a podcast legend Kristen minzer yeah. an american hero as i call yes. her the best she's that... the best it was mm-hmm. so much fun it was gold okay so let's get into what google has to say about both versions because we we gotta everyone googles we have to ask the google so for the 77 version this is what google has to say Annabelle Andrews and her mother Ellen don't always see eye to eye. After a particularly frustrating argument on Friday the 13th, the two simultaneously wish they could switch places and suddenly their wish is granted. Each discovers how difficult it is to be in the other's shoes with Ellen causing chaos at Annabelle's school and Annabelle unable to deal with her mother's domestic duties. The two learn a lot about themselves and their relationship in the process. I I can't believe it's Jodie Foster. Yes, and this I think this might have actually been my first introduction to Jodie Foster because like seventies Disney was also a thing on rotation in our house. And there's people. It's also just like there's people that you're like, oh yeah, Jodie Foster. We think of like Silence of the Lambs, and it's like, well, no wonder she was so good in that movie, and it was able to be like one of the most beautiful portrayals of anything ever because like she's been an actor her entire life. You know what I mean? It's like Mm -hmm. she was like a child acting in this in this movie, and then that's why like she was able to like be Clarice in Silence of the Lambs. Right at the time of its release, Roger Ebert called this film predictable but fun and gave it two and a half stars. And we know how we feel about Roger Ebert on this show. He's not our favorite. It, you know the other thing, and like not to just slam every critic ever, but like let things be what they are. Mm-hmm. Like it's a Disney movie. Like of course it's predictable. It's for children. Right. You fucking idiot. Right. And I swear on this program. Yes, like, we are. You know, we are like, pro swearing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Like it is predictable because you're an adult man, and this is aimed at children in the seventies. Like you idiot. The 2003 version Google summary is this. Single mother Teresa Coleman and her teenage daughter Anna couldn't be more different, and it is driving them both insane. After receiving cryptic fortunes at a Chinese restaurant, the two wake up the next day to discover that they have somehow switched bodies. Unable to switch back, they are forced to masquerade as one another until a solution can be found. In the process, they develop a new sense of respect and understanding for one another. Again, 27 years later, our favorite misogynist who reviews movies, Roger Ebert, gave this film three stars and said this movie delivers scenes we can anticipate, but with more charm and wit than we expect. So essentially the same critique of the first one, but different. I don't know. I mean, like, I was going to like have a whole thing, but I was like, what's the point? Yeah, he's like, dead, he's, so. Yeah, he's dead. No, true. Like, rot, bitch. But like, <laughs> it's, just, he, it's just so, like... 
I don't like when people that clearly are not like represented in this movie then are like, I don't know why this movie needed to exist. And it's like, or like, just like, are that. And it's like, well, cause it's not about you for once right. in your fucking life. Right. You know what I mean? And I always go into things being like, what is the audience of this movie? Like, let me think of how they, mm-hmm. like, what would they think of this? Like when we went to the Barbie movie, I was like, many people I had heard like many people were like oh this is a movie like for us 30 year olds that play like grew up on Barbie like it's yeah. not for a child like Correct. so know that it's an adult film and I'm like mm-hmm. okay like got it like whereas if I would have went in and been like this is for 10 year olds and, it- and we're just doing it because we're idiots and it's like no that's actually catering t- it's actually catering to 30 something millennials yeah and that's and- like the point of what the movie is which is like its own whole problem that I can go into of like being infantilized by the entire uh, by our society even though mm-hmm. I'm 33 years old now and like should own a home and have all these things but like will never so they just keep being like remember the toys you played with yes! and i'm like uh-huh like the power rangers like and then that's why i'll i will rent for the rest of my life until i die but yeah i understand okay so uh, roger emer can say what he wants but like the krista rosa review is like this is a stellar movie yeah so the thing that i have an issue with with roger eber is that in critics in general, and I have a friend, we kind of talk about how like critics need to sit in a movie theater with the intended audience, because I think that would change the way that they feel about the film, because- Oh, very true. Had I, like going back to your Barbie reference, like the first time I saw it, because I saw it three times, I went with my best friend and a bunch of kids. The kids were bored out of their mind. My yeah, they were like, what is- the fuck is this movie? Uh-huh. Yeah. My best friend and I were like, this is the best movie ever. No, you were like Like, pissing your pants. This is for us. And the second time I went alone and the crowd that was in the theater the second time was exactly the crowd you want to see a movie with. Cheering in all the right places. Everyone's laughing. It just felt so good. And I feel like if more critics had that experience rather than like an early screening or what have you, I think that reviews would change slightly because it's so good. Like I love being in a theater when everybody's into the movie. Like it feels so good. And like, even if the joke isn't that funny when you know it's supposed to be a joke and you're in real life in a theater, whether that be on Broadway or not, you know what I mean? That'd be mm-hmm. like a theater theater as in like people performing on stage for you right. or a movie. Like you just laugh. Cause it's like, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. when I go see a Broadway show, people come up to me and they're like, it was, they were, they're like, your laugh is so funny. Like I laughed cause you laughed. Like there's so many people that said like people have come up to my boyfriend and been like, I loved watching this show, but like through your eyes, they told yeah. me like, we'll just like laugh hysterically about nothing. Like it doesn't even yeah. need to be that funny. And we're like on the floor. Cause yeah. we're like, like, why not? Like, why not be like, let it be funny. Yep. And that's the whole part of the experience too. I think like, it just makes such a big difference. Yeah. But getting back to Freaky Friday, I want to talk about the first time you saw this film. Like, let's kick it off there and what your overall impression was. I don't think I saw this in theaters. I don't okay. like, I would have been 13 years old whenever it came out. I want to say I didn't see it in theaters, but my sister had the DVD. So we watched it like a lot whenever mm-hmm. we'd be like on a road trip or like, going to the beach with my family you know what I mean or like on yeah. like, a, like a like a I don't know like a snow day you know what I mean like, like yeah like we watched like we had the DVD in the house so like we did I'd have seen it before but I've watched it more regularly as an adult because my boyfriend's mother it's tr- quite literally her favorite movie like of all time, anything Jamie Lee Curtis is in, like Jamie Lee Curtis is basically like Angelina Jolie to my boyfriend's mother. I like, love that. Christmas with the Cranks. Um, <clears throat> like favorite, favorite. Uh, holiday. Yeah, holiday movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
uh, Freaky Friday. Like we, I've see, watched this movie with her like five times. Oh, and every time I... she's like, this is everything about this movie is my favorite thing. Like she loves it because it's like easy to watch. It's about like a mother daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. It's like funny. Like when they run at each other and try to like jump back into their bodies right. and like hit into each other. She's like, she's on the floor. Like she's dead. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she's, like, dying laughing. Yeah, yeah. And we're, like, having the best time and, like, laughing at it. And, like, anything Jamie Lee Curtis is in, she it's, like, her favorite thing. Like, she even watched, like, Halloween Ends. No. Which she, like, doesn't watch. She I don't think she's ever seen, like, the original Halloween movie or, like, any of the other. But she's watched it because she saw the previews and was like, I need to see this. Like, give me your Peacock account so yeah. I can watch <laughs> Halloween Ends just because Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. And she, like, does not like violence or blood or, like, any kind of scary movie at all. So, like... Like, but she like is a Jamie Lee Curtis like ultimate super stan so she like had to watch it I love that about her how can we make sure that she gets like some kind of like thing from Jamie Lee Curtis I to, like, like have thought like if this? if I ever became like a huge celebrity like that would be a thing I would like do if I like had a reality show would be like make Jamie Lee Curtis like show up at my house and like, yes. like his mom would like just truly pass out and die from like happiness and you'd be the favorite. Like that would yeah. just end it. Yeah. I already am the favorite, but yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, you'd be but the she, most favorite. No, but, but so like I watch this movie like twice a year, like as a full-fledged adult. Like this isn't a movie I haven't seen in 10 years. Like <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so then tell me a little bit about what the difference is watching it as an adult from when you got when you were a kid. Like, well, kid 13 is still kind of a kid, but you know what I mean. Well, I think even watching it this time, because I was really watching it with my like magnifying glass. Mm-hmm. Up. You know, I was in my like full Sherlock Holmes like costume, like like analyzing <laughs> the movie. Whereas before, I'm just like having a laugh, like about yeah. like how they're like, you know, oh, they're different. You know, oh, she got her hair cut. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and it was like, in I was like, wow, this is a movie that when I was a child, I watched it and I really related to like Lindsay Lohan's perspective. Mm-hmm. And then as an adult, you watch it and you relate to Jamie Lee Curtis's perspective, but you do, the movie is not for adults or children. It's truly a movie, a kid's movie that it's not that it's like has adult jokes that you don't get as a kid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not that, but it's like you can be whatever age and you can still relate to the movie. And it's not, it's evenly distributed between the two main characters, the perspective of the movie. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I, and I agree with you because like this time around, cause so 2003, I had just graduated high school when this movie had come out. So I was definitely in that whole like pop punk phase of life, especially in 2003. <laughs> in my note, my notes say this was peak alt girl. I was yes. like, she's in, a ba- she's in a band. Nothing is fair. Everything is miserable. Correct. And, that and then was- I wrote, <laughs> and then I wrote, nothing has changed. <laughs> also true. But like, like you know that I mean? was- just like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Like that was just so like, so Lindsay Lohan was like so much of my high school. Like we had friends that had a garage band and like we just thought we were so cool if they had been smoking after school at the park next door this would have been my high school experience (laughs) like that's like the only difference but then like it's interesting too to me because like yes Jamie Lee Curtis her character is relatable I really like the updates that they did compared to the 77 version because in the 77 version I don't know have you seen that one before no I haven't I was gonna watch it and then I was like let me like we might have to bring Dominic on and do the three of us with the 70s version oh okay so there's a lot of things that are the same but it also has a very different vibe first of all the amount of white people in this movie is like 
Oh yeah. This is definitely before we started talking about diversity. Are we talking seventies? <laughs> are we talking present? Are the seventies. Yeah. The seventies yeah, yeah. one. So I really thought that the 2003 version was just such a really good homage to the seventies version, but with like the right updates for 2003. Right. Like, yes. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. that she was a single mom. I love that she's like, you know, a successful doctor. I love that, like all these different things and like she's dating and it's like on the cusp of her um, new marriage or whatever. I thought all those things were so good. And I don't know why I forgot those things, probably because, you know, the last time I saw this movie, I was probably 20. Yeah. Like a child. Yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, still, still in that right age range to relate to Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. I, there's something about it where it's just like, I, I, I usually watch it and just wa let the nostalgia of it wash over me mm -hmm, of like mm -hmm. being in 2003, which is great. And it's also just like, they don't make, and no movie is like this silly and stupid anymore. It's all like so serious or trying to be something or really being like, and there's, you know, the other thing that's really refreshing is like watching a movie where like, it, there's no part that's going to be like, and then people are going to do this on social right. media and like, this will be a big thing on social media. And we're going to put it in this movie for that reason. Right. Like that didn't exist at all. And I like there, you see none of that in this movie. And it's like, whereas like every movie nowadays, I feel like there's like a scene where it's like, this is just going to be on everyone's TikTok. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're seeing that happen with the Barbie movie. Like, yeah, it's just that's the whole, that's what the whole movie, the point of the whole movie is basically. Yeah. You know what a I mean? Friend of mine to like was... be a meme for everyone. Yeah. And then my friend of mine was like, oh, we should be Barbies for Halloween. And I was like, oh, Warner Brothers is so thrilled that you just said that. Yeah. That was oh, no, the point. <laughs> Mattel is raking in money hand over fist. Yep. Like hand over fist of like the mm -hmm. dumb ass shit that they're putting Barbie on and people are just buying it. Just buying to it. Just to have it to go to the movie. For. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. So I want to talk more specifically about the movie because I know that you like we so we like to talk about okay so this movie is 20 years old at this point yeah. so there's a lot of things that you could say are questionable and or you could say like well it was 2003 and we're just gonna let it go because it was 2003 and it's not that egregious okay I can I think we should talk about one the like is there a massage like what is the misogyny of it like where is the patriarchy in this movie mm -hmm. and then I think the other part of it and then the other huge thing obviously is like race because like obviously the although it is the inciting incident of the sh of the movie the like Chinese restaurant is like obviously like cringe central yeah however I will I am going to have points that like it could have been way worse yeah so okay so in the original the two women Jodie Foster and her mom like they just think it in the house and then they switch and it like does this animation oh, and shows it's them just switching. like from their thoughts from their thoughts so in the 2003 version it's literally they're fighting in a Chinese restaurant it's the night before the rehearsal dinner you know Lindsay Lohan's band has like this gig that they want to do it's not like an audition yeah and it's uh, this big deal for a band and they're really good for being a high school band <laughs> for anyone who's ever had friends play music in high school you're just like oof. anyway like, yeah was that yeah <laughs> yeah 
Um, and so they're fighting. And so this, this grandmother or slash mother type like offers them fortune cookies. And so they get to the point where they're like reading the fortune cookies. I meant to pause and like write down exactly what the fortune said, but I ran out of time. It's, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They read it at the same time. There's an earthquake. And Chris, as a girl from California, and no one did what we've been trained to do for 50 years during earthquake. I'm dead. I haven't, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I was like, what? You guys are in Southern California. We all know better. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You went to the... Anyway, that's a whole, not a tangent for today. Yeah, there's an earthquake, yeah. In the beginning, the first earthquake, no one else feels it. It's just the two of them. And they're just like, oh, okay, let's go back to the table. And this is weird. And we're fighting. And why don't you get me? And why don't you get me? And then the next morning they wake up and realize, oh, shit, we've switched bodies. And yes. everyone just melts down from there. So that's with a so beautiful shot, by the way, with a beautiful shot where they are both laying in their beds and it's clearly a set because they like do this, like this jib shot. That's a beautiful where Jamie Lee Curtis is laying like with like, like a, like a dead body basically. And then she mm -hmm. flips over and lays on her face. And then it, the shot goes over the rooms over like the staircase where the grandpa's like still up stirring and then goes over into Lindsay Lohan's room. And she goes from laying on her bed, like where the way that, that Jamie Lee Curtis is laying now to like the way that she was at the beginning of the shot loved it. At, I was yeah. like, this is cinema. This yes. is cinema. But let's talk more about that Chinese restaurant scene. Because okay. I think that you can, def you have thoughts on it. I have thoughts. So uh, like, oh, obviously, first and foremost, I was like, oh, like this was written by all white people that like, this is what your view of Asian American people are, which is horrible, which I don't, like, I'm assuming I don't need to like explain why on this podcast. <laughs> like, you right, don't. right. Yeah, like, you I don't just, have to explain. It's obviously bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say that they are in a position of power because they are the causes of the whole movie. Mm -hmm. They, the, the restaurant is nice. It's not a hole in the wall Chinese restaurant and not that there's anything wrong with that because there's very few people on this planet that eat more takeout Chinese food than I do. Um, <laughs> like respect. Yeah, and, but it is a high-end restaurant. But it's, it's like a like... nice restaurant mm -hmm. and they know, and they do know them. Mm -hmm. Like when they walk in the, like the, the, like daughter that's like basically the owner does greet them by their names right. and they then greet her by her name like she isn't just a faceless or like a nameless right like chinese person number one do you know right. what i mean like this like person has, worker has number a, one you know what i mean yeah they she's do important. have a relationship so much so that at the end of the movie although they are catering it because lol like she cancels the caterer as one of the hijinks yeah. like they are there as guests in the movie like yeah. they're there watching them get married at the end so it's like, I will say that although like the accents are terrible, I wish that the main girl would have just been like the, the daughter should have been more, more Americanized and yeah. been like, I'm like the first generation American. And my mom is like the one that's like the meddler, like right. kind of a thing. Like right. that would have made it way better. But again, 2003, 2003, mm -hmm. like they don't know anyone Asian other than the people that they get their food from. <laughs> um, but like truly though. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But however, like they are in a position of power. And I think that like, 
even their hijinks together like was funny. Mm-hmm. Like whenever they go back to the restaurant and the and the daughter calls the mom out and the mom sees that it's the women that that, that like Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan are there and she looks and then turns around and tries to run back and yeah. then the daughter yells at her. Like that I was dying. Like that's hilarious. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like and even yeah. like erase all the part of it. Just those two people having that interaction is funny. Like they yeah. do actually they actually are funny and although they are used as a plot device which is like in a racist plot device, mm-hmm. they do actually have somewhat of like personalities mm-hmm. and at least have a dynamic between the both of them, which I was like, oh, this could have been way worse. Right. It could have it doesn't been make like- a good. Does it make a good? Absolutely not. But they at least had like traits. Do right. you know what I mean? Right. And it also helps with the mother-daughter tension because there's tension yes. between this mother mother and daughter scenario. And so, and we have- you know, so you bring it to the restaurant. So it's kind of like cementing that our theme is there's mother-daughter tension. Here's another dynamic where it's tense. Yes. When the mom is like doing like Chinese spells on people. Yeah. Yes. And the, the daughter's like, please stop doing this. Like that's like, P.S. would watch a movie just of that. Of right. The two of that, like the mom is a witch. And then the daughter's like, please stop being a witch. Like that's funny. Like, where's that spin? Where's that spinoff? I know. Come on, Disney. Listen yeah, to us. It's so stupid. <laughs> Fix Disney on your podcast. Oh, it's too um, big. <laughs> it's too big. It's we did Marvel, so it's basically the same thing. It's basically the same thing. But 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 again, like you know, had they tried to do something like that in the original, the 1977 version, we would have had a breakfast at Tiffany situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oof. Oof, indeed. I just like don't even like the, it's, the, the things that you could think about that are just like thank god this didn't happen like, you right. just, like this could have been so bad and it wasn't do you know what I mean and, it, just... and I think 2003 is barely when they when the conversation kind of did start a little bit in terms of like like hey we need to like maybe do better but it wasn't I don't, as I, big... I don't I don't think so I I think it still was way later than that you think so like I think they'd made this movie like and they were like this is so like these people are great like they think they thought this was, yeah. was like amazing whereas like yeah. we're still like oh my god like cringe central but like then once I like step back and think about it I'm like okay this is like it could have been way worse but it still is like they have like offensive ch- Chinese accents like and I say Chinese as in like what we think of as American white Americans as like, right. a Chinese accent right that, like isn't how anyone actually talks <laughs> do you know what I mean like it's right. like that is like what it is like it still is bad I'm trying like I hope people aren't like oh my god what the fuck is this person talking about no it's no it's needed to not be in the movie and it needed to be way better but like it is it, like I don't know it just could have been way worse <laughs> yeah yeah that's our conclusion it could have been way worse and we're glad it wasn't <laughs> yes so I do want to talk a little bit about Jamie Lee Curtis's performance because she was so I thought she was so good I thought I watched both of them and I was like this is a beautiful film I love them being each other I don't know what like we don't have films like this anymore no absolutely not we're so it was I'm pissing myself like when my boyfriend's mother who by the way is like immigrated to America like English is like her third language like you know what I mean it's her second language but she you know what I mean she like doesn't like we're not I'm not watching Inception with her she's like what the fuck is this like they're in in each other's dreams like this is fucking stupid like she would be like what is this movie like why am I watching this do you know what I mean like she wants like funny and like relatable and Mm -hmm. like and she's like when they're like when Jamie Lee Curtis is like sticking her tongue out at the sun like she's dying like yes and it truly is like so funny 
And it's not, it's not like a caricature of a 13 or 15 year old. I felt like, I felt like this really is like, she's doing such a good job at playing a 15 year old that it feels like you're 15. Yes. If that makes you make sense. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, so A.O. Scott from the New York times who we do love on this show. Cause he okay. is a little bit more kind, less misogynistic than Roger Ebert. He described her performance as a marvel, said she does all the necessary slouching, grimacing, and gesticulating, of course, but there is a verve and conviction here that is downright breathtaking, especially in her scenes with Chad Michael Murray. And I was like, that's a hard agree for me. That's a hard agree. <laughs> because she those did scenes so, no. Chad Michael Murray, was like- she did so well that I was so, un- watching it now, she was... I was so uncomfortable watching the two of them be together. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, ooh, I was like, ooh, this is disgusting. But like, I should feel that it's disgusting. Do you know what but I mean? But also, like, like, they're connecting and it's so Yes, crazy. and it's so good. <laughs> no, he, even she... said, he even said that it's a shame that she won't even be considered for an Oscar because this film is like not for you know not no, of prestigious course, of enough of course yeah. not yeah what are but we? like yeah right and i was like it is a shame she's not she wasn't considered because her performance is so incredible like it's so believable to go from this buttoned up doctor to like this grungy alt teen back to like an understanding mother i loved it i loved and, it and also like playing a different character like do you know what i mean i love that it's them then playing each other's character mm-hmm. then playing themselves like it's so yeah. and like what that other person would think they would say yeah you know what i mean like i it's so good and like i'm sorry Lindsay lohan's a great actor yes i Period. was gonna say that like because we Period. already knew she could do the double thing because a parent trap yeah like she's like what this is a walk in the park for her mm-hmm. so funny i i wrote down um Freaky Friday crawled so Lady Bird could run. This truly is a movie about a mother and a daughter's relationship, and that's it. Oh my God, Chris! Period. You're so right. Period. Oh my God. Okay, now not to be like one, two, three, back to me, make it about my life, but like 2003, they both take place in 2003. Lady Bird is a 2003. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. I didn't even. I was. I wasn't even. Wow. Wait, mm-hmm. are you serious? Yes. 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 Lady Bird takes place in 2003. She graduates high school in 2003. I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. That's crazy that I said that, that I didn't even know that. Yeah, I love that. And then here's where I go to the one, two, three, back to me part. Like, cause again, I graduated high school in 02. So like Lady Bird wrecked me. Yeah, because, no, you are Lady Bird. Yeah, you're uh, like, yeah, it's like a d- knife to the heart. I'm sure. Yeah, because Sacramento's not that far from here. Very. Oh yeah, you live there. You yeah. basically <laughs> live there. Oh my God. I didn't even think about that. I'm dying that I made this reference. Cause you're like, I yeah, l- you mean like my life story in a film? <laughs> All of it yeah, was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but Greta Gerwig, are we the same person? Like, how the hell did you get into my soul? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to the fact that these were both in 2003. <laughs> but tell me that's not, but like, the one thing, I, like, if we want to lead into like the misogyny of the whole mm-hmm. thing, like, I want to say like, there isn't much of it in the movie. <laughs> I agree. It's actually really good. And like the, like Mark Harmon, I don't know. When did NCIS start? In the you know, early two thousand, you know, I was googling years throughout this whole thing. Like, I was like, "Did rumors come out yet when this movie was out?" Like, like because he's on the original, right? Two thousand three, two thousand three. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's the main character of the movie. I mean, he's a billionaire, right? Because there's to spinoffs too, right? Yeah. There's like the NCIS that because he's not on the one with LL Cool J, right? 
No, that's like that's the New spinoff. York. That's NCIS New York. Okay, okay. No, but, I mean Mark Harmon. No, Mark, he's a bajillionaire. Yeah, like, he's, he's C- CBS has just been writing him like a million dollar check like every two months for like his whole life. He's so, like our golden goose. He's their golden yeah. goose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but like he's not even in. So like NCIS is starting in 2003. So he's not even really that famous from it. Right. Rumors comes out in 2004. That's right. I was like, why is Lindsay not singing in this movie? Like, why is the other girl that's like a wannabe Fifi Dobson like singing, singing. and not Lindsay? Mm-hmm. But then like she can't sing because like she has to like be on the bass. Like it wouldn't make any sense if like Jamie Lee Curtis in her body would be like singing right. the song because she doesn't know the right. words. You know what I mean? That's why. Like it, she just couldn't do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Thematically. <laughs> right. Like, or to quote um Jeremy Strong, dra- dramaturgically, she couldn't do it. I want to kill myself. <laughs> she couldn't do it. But like, I was like, is rumors, does rumors exist yet? Like, is she like a star? Like rumors came out the next year. The mm-hmm. OC started in 2003. Right. So like, this could all be happening at the same time. Um, And the reason I say all this is because it's like, it really is like Mark Harmon's not even really in the movie that much. Very and it small. really doesn't matter what he's saying. Like, it is about the two of them. It is not about, she's never even really like, I don't like your boyfriend. Right. You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't even really ever say that to her mother. Like, it's all within their own relationship. It actually really is a story about a mother and a daughter. It's not, this man's coming in to try to wreck our family. Like, she doesn't even really say that. No. She's and mad at her mom for, like, moving on so quickly. And she's nervous that her mom's going to forget her dad. And they right. don't really talk. You know what I mean? That's, like, what it's, it's not really about Mark Harmon, who is, like, a great character in the movie. He's, like, very supportive once. Also, why did I cry whenever he told her to go to the Battle of the Bands? Chris. Why did I start crying? Chris, same. Julia, why did I start crying? Same. I was like, do I need to go back to therapy? I've seen this movie 15 times. (laughs) I've seen this movie 15 times. Like I, why did I start crying? Like, and like, like a stupid, like I was like, (sighs) like not even just like a tear. Like I was like, like doing a, a, like a gross, ugly cry. I loved that moment because it's like, again, teenagers, we don't always understand our parents, especially like when you have a boomer parent and you're a millennial and like, for Lindsay Lohan's character, well, Jamie Lee Curtis as Lindsay Lohan to to hear that, and then for Mark Hammond to be like, "You're a really good mom. You support your children." Uh, no, I started bawling my eyes out. You love your children, and it's just like Julia. I've seen this movie fifteen times and was <laughs> floored by it. Can I just say I'm very comforted to know that you also cried because I'm sitting here as like, do I admit to Chris that I cried or do no, I just I was let like, it go? No, I was like, I, I was going to text you. I was literally pulled my phone up to be like, why am I crying? And then I was like, I can't, I have to save this for the podcast. Like, why did I start bawling my eyes out? It was, and they receive, guess what? Guess what like the hardest thing to do in a in acting is as someone who is not an actor, <laughs> but like as someone who just watches everything to like, you know the way that you can tell that someone's a really fucking good actor is when they don't say anything and they just react to what mm-hmm. is being, what they've heard. That is acting, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, so, also who the fuck do I think I am? Saying <laughs> but like watching them have their realization silently as they're being told information was they did that in this movie so well mm-hmm. and multiple multiple times and never once ruined like did it bad even right. when Jamie Lee Curtis realizes like when when Lindsay Lohan is realizing oh my god like I'm in my mom's body and I'm like about to fuck Chad Mur- Michael Murray <laughs> like on this table in this coffee shop that he works at where that we're like like and then they widen out to that big set like of them singing and it's like all these people that are like well, what the fuck is happening like right. one 
again on the floor dying like i'm 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 dying i'm like screaming laughing again i've seen it 15 times right that her realizing oh what am i fuck am i doing and also oh my god i'm late to like the rehearsal dinner like genius yes which is why ao scott's like this woman deserves an oscar Agreed. Okay, so 2003, that also means that One Tree Hill is now out. Like, it's starting. It's in its oh, yeah, first- he was like, he was like a, he was like kind of a thing, right? Yes. And so the whole time I'm watching him, I was like, I prefer this version of Chad Michael Murray than One Tree Hill version of Chad Michael Murray, who is a walking misogynist in his embodiment. But I love the scene where they're at Battle of the Bands and, and Lindsay Lohan is like, no, honey i can't do this she's in and then jamie lee Curtis is like no i unplugged your guitar it's gonna be fine just no but I know, again i am crying during the scene mm-hmm. i know what's going to happen <laughs> like do you know what i mean like i can ca- recall the shot in my mind where she hears the, the guitar playing and is like shocked and then yes! looks over and like <laughs> i know that whole part of the movie like in my head i can play it without any problem yeah bawling yeah. my eyes out yeah, it was so good. It's a, that's a, such a beautiful to me. I was like, this is the moment I think I love the most in the film because not only is she realizing, oh shit, my daughter's hella talented, and this also- is very hard to do. Like yes. that's the thing. She was like, oh my god, I could never do this. Yes, it was so good. I was like, why? Why are you the perfect movie? No, I love. I loved it. Hmm. I, in rewatching it now and like really paying attention and not just being like, ha this is funny. In the background. Like, it, like mm-hmm. really, really, really like, I was like, this is a perfect film. Mm-hmm. And they learn something about each other mm-hmm. and they like, and they like, it really is like, it's set up well as well. Like there's multiple realizations that happen as the thing plays out. Mm-hmm. And it's in that perfect, like early 2000s way of like, we're hurtling towards this event. Yeah. Which, like, again, we don't do any more movies. Don't ever do it. It's now always, like, five months later, they're, like, texting. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's, like, that's, like, like it's, like, that's not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, they can't even talk anymore because I'm getting so mad now. <laughs> like, like they're hur- we're hurtling towards the rehearsal dinner, which then we we're to know that, like, the wedding is the next day. Mm-hmm. And then, and they're, like, what are we going to do? And then there's the battle of the bands. And they realize something before the, like, you know, she takes the test. Oh, my God. And, I like, love that scene. And then she realizes this girl's a fucking bitch. And then like, she's like, she's like, oh my God, she really is being bullied by this woman and her teacher who I rejected whenever I was younger, which is like the craziest thing ever. I love it's the craziest storyline ever. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? But like still like realizes that her daughter's not lying and that and that she isn't just like a piece of shit. Yeah. For then her to be like, oh, this guy actually is a nice person. Although I perceived him as a piece of shit because he rides a Ducati with flames on it, which is insane to me, by the way. What Ducati has like Harley flames on it as someone who grew up riding dirt bikes. That's right. Like, like sacrilegious. Anyway, um, like he actually is a nice person and actually does care about my daughter and like would be an upstanding citizen. And I judged him unfairly. Mm-hmm. And then there's the realization that Mark Harmon is a good person because he does want, he does want to put the kids first and like does value that. And he doesn't actually want to get in the way. He just wants to like give Lindsay Lohan her space and then there's the realization of that it's really hard to be a rock star and then there's the realization that like you know what I mean like yeah there's so many good scenes like and it's just they're pummeling you over the head with it in the best way yeah and then when Chad Michael Murray shows up at the house and is singing hit me baby one more time and she tackles him to the ground I'm dying again laughing my ass off oh it's such a good movie it's so good so where do you think this falls in Lindsay Lohan filmography? Because she has given us some great well, performances. Well, 
the next year is Mean Girls. Correct. I Googled when is Mean Girls and it was in 2004. And I, one of my notes is the popular girls are just the precursor to the plastics, question mark, question mark, question mark. If you see the main like bitch yeah, girl, like she's the blonde wearing, girl, yep. they're wearing the plastics outfits. Yes, they sure are. They 100% are. And that girl is in a Cinderella story with Chad Michael Murray later. She plays the girlfriend that he like goes back and forth oh God, with while he's right. in the relationship, while he's in I, the fake you, um, internet with even, Hillary. Duff. Yeah, mm -hmm. I did not even think about that. But like, but truth be told, like looking at, looking back on the movie, like there really isn't, there's not even like, I don't know. Like I don't have that many problems with it. I agree. And I think, especially for me in this phase of life with like, oh, should I be dating? That means that my grown ass child will have a step parent, step parent, but it's not really a step parent at this point because yeah, he's yeah, in college yeah. and just seeing how beautifully Mark Hammond handles Oh, wait, I didn't even think about that. Can we talk about that? Like, like, what is that? What did that, how did you feel watching that? Because it really that. is a thing about like, it really is a thing of him being like, no, I'm not like up everyone's fucking asshole because like, I want you guys to all just like fucking chill. Yeah. And he, he understands motherhood. Like to me, it's like, yes. because we see so many in real life. We see so many stories where men are like, I should be first. And I think when you do marry somebody and choose to have children, centering your relationship over the children is important for a lasting mm -hmm. marriage. But when you're coming into where there's already children that exist, you have to find that balance because those kids, you and those kids have only gone through, you, you know, you and those kids, you and those kids. Like I dated somebody one time who was like, oh, I just feel like you and your son are like war survivors. And at that phase, when he had said it to me, I was like, well, yeah, we kind of were because we just went yeah, through yeah. hell. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's like you have to find the balance of like not breaking that dynamic, but then also not um, also being a part of the family too. Like how do you, and that whole term of being blended should be true as opposed yeah. to just like, because I hate it when people are like, oh, I have bonus kids. Oh, we're a blended family. But it's like, you hate your stepkids. Like stop saying you're blended. <laughs> yeah, like you're not blended. Yeah, you, you're, you're not like, blending it, at all. You're in, just because you're in a fucking juicer together doesn't mean you're blended. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So to see this guy who has no ego come in and just be like- And I, also it's to our, to our knowledge has no kids of his own has no right to our knowledge has no kids to say like you're a great mom and then to acknowledge that that's like one of the things that he loves about her like that's the dream it's beautiful <laughs> can we it, have that irl yeah. like can anyone yeah yeah and like wait okay you know what we have gone this entire time without even speaking about is the little son who like every single oh. scene is like, like one like great acting like yes. did great Yes. And the grandpa, the grandpa, like just being senile and like not knowing what anything is. It was just like one, one heartbreaking, but also funny. But also um, funny, yeah. But like the son just giving the best reactions to everything is, was like such a good part of the movie as well. Cause it really, yeah. he really did show the like older sister, little brother dynamic where they're fighting so much. And, but I mean? he it's, loves it though. But he loves like, her. Like that's the part that is so sweet. The scene, the scene where she's like going to the parent teacher conference that is then like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So good. And that actually is a callback to the original as well, because in the original, something similar happens where she realizes like her brother really does love her, but also like tries to take some of the heat off of her a little bit. It's really cute. Another callback. So, you know, in the beginning when, when Lindsay Lohan's Jamie Lee Curtis is now Lindsay Lohan and she's like, Oh, Kevin or whatever Willie Garrison's name is in the show, in the movie. And he's like, no, um, it's Ethan Boris. No, the first oh, yeah, guy. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and then she and then, and then she's blind, and then she's like, I can't see anything. Yeah. So that's the Boris from the original movie. Like no, the actual really? that's his character name in the Freaky Friday from 77. And that's the same actor, Mark McClure. I was like, all right, you guys, nicely done. <laughs> Wait, that's so good. Wait, yeah. that's so funny. Yeah. Because I was like, wait a minute, that looks like the grown-up version of Boris. And then I am to be confirmed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The the thing that this that this really did was like there was something for everyone. Mm -hmm. And it didn't say it wasn't like marketed that way, but it was. Like it really is told from both of their perspectives. Mm -hmm. And it's I could watch this with my mom and we would both walk away from it with this with like great things do you know what i'm saying yeah like, yeah like it, and, and that i don't see that anymore do you know what i mean it's really right. like, again the barbie movie but it's really for me a 33 right. year old man you know what i mean like <laughs> right. it's not for a, like my mom or like a child do you know what i yeah. mean like, but it's like this was a movie that actually really was although it was a disney movie it actually was like it was for both of those it was for jamie lee curtis and Lindsay lohan yeah. but then it wasn't told from just one of their perspectives and whereas like so the original feels very much like the message is being a woman is hard as opposed to this one just feels like it is more about that like about the dynamic of the two people the two people yeah Yeah, because they really do like it very much is 1970s about like domesticity and being a woman married to a man and having privilege and it's um in the original it's Jodie Foster's character that goes and gets the makeover and does all the things and becomes this prim and proper lady so I love that they flipped it in the 2003 and it's Jamie Lee Curtis kind of doing the well now I look like this and I've got the ear piercing I wanted and these are my cool clothes I preferred that over the daughter doing it I felt like that felt more yeah um uh, not authentic but more believable i guess but also like Lindsay lohan's character would go and like get her mom made over mm-hmm. you know what i mean versus yeah. being like because she like hates that her mom is like so like drab yes and i love that dynamic where she's like can you like goth up your outfit or all you know like whatever yeah like... she's like no she goes i'll uh, she goes i'll drab up and then she goes okay i'll uh, she says i'll i'll grunge up yes whenever they're it. like you're not dressed this like why are you dressed the way that did you okay so i googled <laughs> the dress pants are so comfy or whatever they're so yes, cute yeah. wait Khaki yes, pants I, are never cute sorry go ahead i googled jamie lee curtis freaky friday dress and did you know that it is a diane von Furstenberg dress and it is there's a huge hole in like the middle of it like below the like where the cleavage would be uh-huh. and that they that they clearly like sewed up or they did like a custom version of it for the movie because if that hole is not there it would be way too risque like for yeah moment. but there's like it is a diane von Furstenberg dress oh i kind of love that isn't that funny she just was everywhere in the early 2000s too diane Furstenberg, like she yeah she was in the hills like that's where whitney had her freaking internship when she moved to new york she's in an episode of gossip girl <laughs> like yeah. Did we hit all your bullet points? 
Yeah, I'm done. My list is over. Okay, okay. Other than like, again, like why is Chad Michael Murray stalking Jamie Lee Curtis? <laughs> True. So Natalie and I have been covering One Tree Hill and it's like, to, so it's refreshing to see him as this character compared not, yeah. to Lucas Scott because Lucas Scott is a terrible person. And I'm cranky that like he would be seen as the hero of that show because he's trash. <laughs> Can I tell you, I've literally never seen not one frame of One Tree Hill ever. I feel like that's okay. I hadn't either until Natalie was like, we're covering this. I know it's like something that like is like a core like value of many people's like TV lives. But I've never, I never watched it. I had never seen it until we started doing this. So, and because again, 2003 was the year that I was, I spent, I was living, I was, that was the year I was the hottest. And so I was definitely living what we now call hot girl life (laughs) yeah yeah like you were not yeah you weren't like sitting at home clicking through channels no except for to come back and you know tuesday nights for gilmore girls but that's a whole separate yeah 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 yeah, you know so in conclusion we love this movie (laughs) loved it it holds up (laughs) it holds up and it's like would it be a 2003 movie if there wasn't like a really racist part of it that it's like very horrible that you're like i wish this wouldn't have happened i mean you know like not to make light of it at all but like I was really like going to be like, I know this is going to be the part that I'm, we're going to be really upset about. And it could have been it, like, I don't know. Am I just like defending racism basically <laughs> on this podcast? Like kind of, I mean, is, like, I mean, but you know, I mean, it's a hard, it's a hard one too, because then it's like, well, you can't let a whole conversation of like, do we current era lens on previous stuff? Like, how does that work? And a lot of people really struggle with that because they're like, no, we have to look at it this way. And I'm like, but do we, though? Because, like, my parents. Yeah. And it's not even like, I don't know, there's a part of it where it's like, I would be sad if, like, because I think that it's a triumph in so many ways that it would be sad if we were like, we can never watch this again because of that. Right. Because of that element of it. Right. Exactly. Versus um, many other ones that I'm like, no, we don't need to see this anymore. Right. What do you think the chances are of them doing another remake? They're doing it. Are they? Did I miss you that know, memo? No, they like have said that they're doing like a like a Freaky Friday 2. Wait, hold on. <gasps> let me just, let me look it up. Not with Lindsay Lohan and Jimmy no. Curtis though. Yeah. What? Freaky Friday 2 in the in the works with Lindsay Lohan, Jamie Lee Curtis. The duo oh. starred in the 2003 body swap comedy for, from Disney. This is from The Hollywood Reporter. Maybe you've mm. heard of it. Yes. Um, Lohan and Curtis are expected to reprise their roles as a mother and daughter who wake up on Friday and find they have swapped bodies. Elise Hollander is penning the script for the sequel. Freaky Friday was based on this novel, blah, blah. Yeah, they they yeah, yeah, the whole, yeah. like what the old one is. Curtis told the New York Times in a retrospective of the 2003 film that she continued to get questions about a Freaky Friday sequel while promoting her 2022 horror film Halloween Ends. Something really touched a chord. When when I came back, I called my friends at Disney and said, I feel like there's a movie to be made, said Curtis. The potential Freaky Friday sequel would mark a return to studio filmmaking for Lohan, who in the 2000s was among the biggest, youngest stars of the era. In recent years, she has been making something of a career comeback with a two-picture deal at Netflix that included the rom-com Falling for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Jamie and I are both open to that, so we're leaving it in the hands that be. We would only make something that people would absolutely adore. I should hope so. Yeah, but no, I mean, like, they haven't even written, like, they're based, she's, like, yeah, writing it's it just now, in, so, like, yeah. it's years away, but they, like, both were like, let's do it. 
I kind of love that. I would love it. And recently, like the other day, Jamie Lee Curtis was like, I'm a Hollywood grandma. She kept yeah. saying, she like said, because of Lindsay's, because of this movie. Right. You know what I mean? Like she was like, I'm like so happy for Lindsay because of, she had her baby. Yeah. What Which that's you... like makes me feel like really happy that they like at least are like, uh, affectionate friendly with each other. friendly mm -hmm. yeah like yeah mm -hmm. like at least like have warm thoughts about each other yeah what do you think needs to be in the sequel like what's your what's your absolute must-haves we don't know because that would make Lindsay. so depending on what year they want to set it in if it's just like current era so Lindsay's 35 in real life yeah, like maybe I think she's a little older than that. I think 36, she's 36, maybe. Oh, 38. Oh, maybe. Ooh. I don't know. I could be wrong. She's somewhere Regardless, between, she's like 30s. She's well, in she's her like 30s. A, she's a young mother. Mm -hmm. And Jamie Lee Curtis is a grandmother, and they're fighting over the baby, the way they're bringing up the baby or something like that. Maybe that could be it. Okay. Because they have to switch bodies again. They have to switch bodies again. One of the things like, I don't, I'm what I won't have is like them not be the freaky Friday. Right. Duo. It can't be Lindsay Lohan and her teenage daughter. Like that's just, absolutely that's just not. too wild. No. Like we need it. One of the things like at the end of the 2003 version, when the grandpa and the grandson are fighting and then she, the woman comes back with the Chinese, um, with the, the fortune yeah. cookies. <laughs> So at the end of the 77 version, it's the dad and the son who are fighting. Like, I don't want you to, why don't you understand me? And she, and the mom's like, don't do it. You don't want it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, like, yeah. that's how it ends. So it left it open for there to be like a sequel about the men, which obviously never happened. But I appreciated that in the 2003 version, they they kept that sort of like- Little like, yeah. Like little bit. Homage, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I don't, but I want it to be, they need to switch bodies again. Yeah. And then I think that they need to either like they're fighting over the the like thing or like the mom needs to retire and she doesn't want to. Mm -hmm. And Lindsay Lohan is like, you're too old to be a therapist now. Like just, just be retired and be happy. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. like something like that or like be, that like, sounds mean, but like, do you know what I mean? Like be like- there has to be disagreement with like the, them getting older or like something. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to see yeah. like, did she end up with Chad Michael Murray? Not that I advocate for you Disney doing the whole like, oh, they're high school sweethearts and they stayed forever, forever. I hate that shit. But I also yeah. kind of want to see that shit at the same or, like, time. Is he in it? Is he in it? And then yeah. is he like, I finally want to be with your mom. And then she's like, that was me in her 18. body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause he's fucking fine now. I'm Is like, he? I, I haven't <gasps> been keeping up with him. Mm -hmm. Um, well, the only reason why I've ever looked him up recently is because of watching the one tree Hill. And so sometimes people who listen to that part of our show will send us stuff. And I'm just like, what is this? What? Hello. Thirst trap. Thank you. Oh yeah. He's still like really hot. Mm hmm. And like, looks like himself, like not in a bad way. Correct. Like in a good way, like this person. Yes. Oh yeah, he no, he's still really hot. Yes, he was like the heart, the heartthrob for like a long time. I loved him in a Cinderella story. I was yeah. like, can this movie be my life, please? Thank you. <laughs> That's crazy. No, it can't because I was a single mom when that movie came out. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. What do you want the? What do you want the? Like this, the sequel to be. This is gonna be dumb, and I hate myself for it. But I do really want Lindsay Lohan to be married to Chad Michael Murphy Murray. I want that. I want the little brother to come back. I want yeah. him to have a little bit more of a bigger role. Um, because you know he was just kind of there 
and he was great. He did a great job. The actor was, you know, really that child actor was very good and he was super cute. I'd like to see him as a grown up and I'd like to see him create more hijinks and sort of like, why does this feel familiar? Like what happened to mom and sister? Um, or is the mom like a real is mom is the mom like Oprah now? Like is she like a huge <gasps> like like a like huge a like a star? What is what the fuck is her name? The one the speaker, the one Brene Brown. Brene like, Brown. Is, like is she like a Brene Brown? And then like then like what's her name has to go give like a keynote speech and it, it's Lindsay Lohan in her body. Like that's mm-hmm. what, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, like are they famous now? And then it's like a thing. I don't know. Because Lindsay Lohan's has her band was super successful and yes. she's now like like a, a rock, rock star, star touring the world even. I would love to see that. And they're like two famous mother daughter. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it's like all these assistants. Because it's higher and to, stakes and it's like, now. And it's like hide from the assistants. Yes. Oh, that's okay. I need to wait. They said who the woman was that's writing the the script in the, that Hollywood Reporter article, I just need to message her and be like, this is what it needs to be. This, this is, is what we, we, we I'm just going to take this into our own hands <laughs> yeah. and tell her what this movie should be. This is what we want. This is what the people want. We promise. <laughs> oh my gosh, Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I think everybody needs to just, once they're done listening to this episode, go and listen to every episode of Fixing Famous People because Chris and Dominic are so much fun and the laughing is a plenty and who doesn't need a good laugh right now because the world is garbage yeah it really is thank you so much for having me this was so fun i'm glad that i cried today um, yeah. it's just <laughs> been a whirlwind but this movie was so great you are so great i love your podcast thank you oh for thank me. you can you please tell all of our people our friends at home where they can find you if they want to keep up with you and support your work um, they can find me at the Krista Rosa on Instagram and threads, even though I don't really go on threads <laughs> at all. And I don't go on Twitter slash X now. X. That it's oh, that. So like, I don't, I, we could do a whole episode just <laughs> on that. And you can find my show at fixing famous people on Instagram and you can find it anywhere you find podcasts. And you guys, they're always looking for celebrities to fix. So if oh, yeah, you have message someone... me. Yes. Like yeah. have, have an idea, like listen to one episode and then have an idea of who I should talk about next. Like send it on over. Natalie and I covered Freaky Friday over on Still Comfy recently. And to cover this movie twice in literally a matter of weeks is a first for pop culture makes me jealous. But it really is a movie with incredible performances by two female leads that doesn't get the recognition it deserves. Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous is written and edited by me, your host. And I want to give a big, big, big shout out to our Patreon members. They keep the show going and I appreciate them so much. I appreciate you two non-Patreon listeners. Don't you fret. If you want to join our Patreon, you can. It's super easy. And then you get fun things like bonus content, a virtual social happy hour to discuss pop culture things and some other fun shit too. You can even join our community over there for free. Just head to patreon.com slash Julia Washington. If you want to keep up with the show, but don't have the energy to do Patreon, I absolutely get that. Just get on our email list so you get all the updates directly to your inbox. It comes to you weekly and sometimes every other week. 
and has fun things like highlighting artists I love or sharing my latest Jennifer pieces or Patreon exclusive content like my suits essay or even just like what I'm watching and loving or what I'm reading and loving right now. Honestly, the best way you can support independent creators like myself is by getting on their email list because who knows when the social media platforms will crash and burn and then we'll miss each other because you didn't sign up for my newsletter. I want to thank my guest one more time, Krista Rosa, for coming on my show. He is a delight and Fixing Famous People is quite literally one of the greatest shows hitting our ear holes. Be sure to check them out. New episodes come out every Wednesday, so you could do like a like a Fixing Famous People pop culture makes me jealous combo for your Wednesday and it'll be like a really great midweek motivation type thing. Friends, thanks for tuning in. Until next time.